What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live on the Lithmana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network right now. And uh, so blessed to have you here today. This is These are always my favorite broadcasts. I think this is our fifth or sixth one at this point. Uh, but the one and only Jason Cisneros is here, and we're going to have an amazing time. And it's gotten to the point that I never even know what we're going to talk about uh, when he comes on, but it's always an amazing time. And you guys all seem to love it, too. So... We're not gonna we're not gonna waste a whole lot of time, but I do want to say that you can find our network by downloading our app, which is Livemana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network on Roku or Amazon Fire, or go to your smart TVs and download the E360 app, and you'll find us there. We appreciate your support so much, especially with us getting kicked off of Facebook and suspended on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, so blessed that you have come to find us here, and uh, it means the world to me especially because, you know, we've been saying for two years that censorship is going to be a problem. If they can go after the president, what do you think they're going to do to you? And this is not even about political parties anymore. They're censoring everything. And if, without getting into too much of a political speech here, uh, the fact is that if you're not building your own broadcasting network and your own media company right now, you're fooling yourself. This is going to be the main vehicle for all of us if we want our voices heard. You want to stay ahead of AI and the fourth industrial revolution agenda, this great reset that we're in the middle of right now, build your own, build your own. Um, you know, the thing is this, I see, I get to, I get to work with uh, and cast it with casting directors every single day. And I get to see a lot of what's coming out. And I got to tell you, they're not factoring in humans right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you've seen the metaverse there it, this digital i don't even know what you call it uh this 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 facade it's a, there's a what's there's a word for it that's slipping my mind but it doesn't matter the fact is this they're after humans they're after your soul and the one way to stay ahead of it all the one way where you're not going to just fall and fall asleep into the metaverse you're not going to fall asleep and just be the take the universal income and be a freaking robot or whatever else it is if you still have a purpose, if you still know you have a purpose and you still know that you have a life worth living, start transforming your business into a media organization. It's the most powerful medium in the world. It gives you multiple revenue streams and it's the one way that you can guarantee freedom. I worry about no censorship here. And thanks to you and thanks to your support of our foundation, we're allowed to keep on going. We're growing faster than ever and it's due to you. Thank you. But at the same time, I don't want you to sit on the sidelines and watch. I don't want you just to sit back and enjoy the content. I mean, mind you, I love that you enjoy our content. But I want you to get off your butt and take action. That's why I keep preaching this message. So you'll do it, not to hear myself talk. Happy to help you do it. <laughs> like there's a, We're happy to teach you. We're absolutely happy to do it. But we want you to do the work. We want you to make your dreams come true. And there's no better vehicle in the world than media to do it. We're taking the power back. We're taking the power back. You've heard about the redistribution of wealth. Eh, screw all that noise. But I mean, yeah, maybe to leave you. But what I'm getting at is this. There's going to be a redistribution of media power. Build it now. You will thank me later. People thought the Internet was going to be a fad. Well, <laughs> look where we're going. All right, enough of that, because I can talk about that. I'm sure Jason's going to have some thoughts, but guys, this is going to be a ton of fun. Um, we'll be right back after this quick 
commercial. take you as my hype man on the road bro i got to like i mean you've actually been that before we've done so many events together now <laughs> i love setting the stage for you um we i've had the pleasure of doing it a couple times now and i just dig it man it's so much fun yeah and you interviewed you were my very you interviewed me on my very first bald avenger podcast the uh, origin story the origin story yep where it all started <laughs> man it's amazing from the very first time we met in Los Angeles and in the events of not just our friendship, and but everything that's gone on in the world. It seems like a lifetime in this last three to four years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been a hell of a show, man. And uh, so many people are like, oh, it's wearing me out and it's this and it's that. And I mean when else would you be it's like i mean you know the work i do so i've turned around broken companies my entire life right and you know so many people are like wow there's so many broken companies and 90 percent of people go out of business and you know in the first five years and yak 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 and i'm like yeah i wouldn't have a job right i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't have a job if if that wasn't the case if if everybody's business was running smoothly not only would not I have an opportunity, but think about the employees that leave those companies and they go and start other businesses. You'd have no Apple. You'd have no, you know, you'd have not have any of these super companies that are now turning evil on us, by the way. But, you know, you wouldn't have any of those businesses or innovation or any of that stuff if it wasn't for 
problems. So many people out there are trying to avoid problems and they're trying to avoid challenges. And if everything was perfect, you'd be bored to death, right? And, and I think that's kind of what happened with the United States of America. We got bored. We had it so good for so long that we're just like, oh, now I have to complain about my, my I, you must call me they, them. And, and like, you know, you must like, what, there's 72 genders now and you have to say all the right words. And, and you know, and, and we've got all of these different things and now men can have babies and all of this bull, like, you know, if, if we're looking at the, at, at, in, a, in the time of the world, if we're looking at a time when, when the story of the emperor's clothes was ever true, it's now, right? Yep. It's a hundred percent now. And I sit back and I go, you know what? There's only two genders, you know, there's only two. And what the hell is this? They, they, them. And I have to, I now have to submit my, my, the way that I speak to you, or you're going to be offended. Uh, how about kiss my ass? This is stupid, right? <laughs> so back to the original point is that, is that at, the, at, at the end of the day, and it's not to disrespect anybody. I don't want, I mean, you know me, I, I want to, I want people to, I want to always leave people lifted up. Yes. It's not that about all of this garbage, but when, when you see garbage, you have to call garbage out or you get sucked into it. Oh, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. And we keep, keep allowing it to now they're taking away the very fundamental of our, of our constitution called the first amendment, right? You're kicked off of all this stuff. I've been kicked off all this stuff. That's a, that is a stomping on the, on the, First Amendment, not like, well, let's read further into the document and find out where we're going to be. A no, it's the first one. It's the first one. And they're stomping all over it. Right. So, you know, so anyway, the, the original point I was trying to make before we went off on that is the fact that thank God we're alive today. Yeah. Thank God we get to see these things. Thank God that we have that we get a chance to be a part of uncovering the most disgusting, um, slimy, secretive attempt at overthrowing an entire country. And not, not just a country, because the United States of America is more than a country. Yes. It's an idea. It's an experiment. And in that experiment, we've all been had the, the blessing to be able to be a part of it. And another decade from now, had, not, had this stuff start not, not come out, we would, it would already be too far gone. You know, people yeah. like you and I would be on execution blocks, right? It would, we would be already murdered, but we still live in a time and day and age where guys like us can still, and, and lots of women, by the way, I mean, this, oh, this yeah. revolution is probably one of the first and not probably one of the first, it's one of the top 10 revolutions that's ever been started by women. And they started because they came after their kids. Right. Yeah, right. But we get to be alive and that's something to be excited about unless you thought you were owed something or unless you thought you were guaranteed something, unless you thought whatever you thought, if you had those, those ideas of privilege, um, then, then you're probably upset right now because you think the world owes you something. I got to tell you, a, a woman scorned is the most terrifying thing in the world. And, uh, I mean, a I woman, a woman pissed like, Forget scorned. I mean, a woman pissed. You, that's true. My my wife, we've been, uh, she's noticed some things happening with the kids' school. Everything from LOL dolls with pedophilia symbols and dressed in lingerie, the, the, the brat dolls and all that stuff. Sending the home, the kids home with it. 
the books, the reading material that's in school is like over-sexualizing kids already. They're five and six. And so now my wife is in the fight. Like I thought I was bold and loud. And, you know, sure, we got our first death dress. That was great. But my wife yeah, is congratulations, by the way. I've got an award for you next time I see you for your first death threat because yeah. it's a all I gotta say is it's about time. It's about I time. know. What took so long? <laughs> Seriously, but now my wife, like I have to like I wouldn't have to have private security because my wife is fearless. And it's so inspiring. And I gotta tell you, I'm seeing more men back up and not use their voice instead of standing with their women. But we got to be working together in this. It's going to take both of us fighting and using our voice and, and doing what it takes to be able to reverse this course of action that we're on right now. And I'm so proud to stand with my wife in this. Even though we have different causes, it, it inspires me, it fuels me, and it's, it's so cool to see. And you were right about this. There's more, I see more women rising up and leading than I do men. Maybe it's something in the food. I don't know what happened, but damn it. We need more men to step back up because this is war now. Well, you know, Emily and I were just talking about this. I mean, you, you talk about your warrior lady. I've got my warrior lady yeah. and her name's Emily, right? And, and she's fierce. And, and we were talking about it the other day. Like we say, well, I don't know what happened. Was it the water? It wasn't the water. It began with um, social programming on television, right? You had television shows like Married with, with Children, where the, where the fathers started to come off as complete idiots, you know? And, and you just, just line up the shows after that. They're not strong. They're stupid. They're goofy. They're being bossed around. They're making dumb decisions. They're all alcoholics. You've got, you know, um, the family guy and you've got, you know, all, all of these different shows that stack up and, and it was, it's been purposeful, you know, I mean, it's been purposeful because with strong, um, masculine leadership, then there's protection that happens, especially in the United States of America. I can't speak for a whole lot of other countries, but here in the United States, it's been this amazing social experiment that started over 240 plus years ago. And before that, you had the, the world, like I'm big on measurables, right? You know this yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah. I'm big on measurables. So I look at back through history and I go, okay, cool. Uh, what was going on 250 years ago? 90% of the world was in abject poverty, right? Abject poverty. You know how much is in abject poverty today? 10%. What was the thing that changed over the millennia, over the hundreds of thousands of years? What was the one thing that changed throughout history? It's called the United States of America. Self-determinism, a constitutional uh, uh, republic. You know, these types of things where, yeah, we screwed some things up. We had, you know, we had to deal with some slavery stuff, which if they actually go back and track slavery back to the first slaves were white. Um, most of the slaves throughout history have been white and, and, uh, you know, slavery in Africa was happening blacks to blacks. And yes, again, but we got it. We eventually fixed it here in our country. We actually said, you know what, that, that is against God's will. There should be no man or woman that owns another man, woman, or boy. And, and we got it right. So now you got 10% abject po poverty in the world. And the only thing that really changed was this country. And, and that in and of itself, it, it, it's a, a hedge against oligarchy, right? It's a hedge against, um, um, you know, imperialism. It's a hedge against tyranny. 
And those that would like to install tyranny and would like to be the, the tyrannical leaders and the dictators of our time, you can't have a, a, a group of people called Americans, 350 million of us, you can't have us being self-determinative. First, you have to cause conflict and you have to cause people to hate each other. Check, do a great <laughs> job of that. Number two, you have to make one side think that it's okay to silence the other side. Check, done that, right? Next, you have to maybe experiment with some experimental um, you know, drugs or exp experimental health stuff on, on the other part that you've now uh, um, othered. Oh, check, we've got that. Well, you know, then in, in order to take, because everybody's waking up at the same time, oh shit, they're coming, they're becoming awake. We better, we better have a war somewhere. Check, right? It's, it's, it's like really? anybody that's paying attention to history goes that anytime something's going bad for a politician, the best way to stop it is a war. It's, yeah, it's undisputable. It's amazing how... It's amazing how many people are waking up, yes. And at the same time, I'm even more shocked with how some people got so comfortable with the way things were. I was in, uh, we went to downtown Minneapolis over the weekend. I stayed there. They lifted all the mandates now, which Minneapolis was relatively strict. We went into Trader Joe's. Everyone had masks on. And we didn't because we don't wear them. But it freaked me out because that's the mentality now that they've gotten. I asked the worker, I go, why, why are you wearing a mask? You don't have to. He goes, well, I just kind of got used to it. I'm comfortable with it now. Screw comfort. And one of the things that you talked about at the very beginning, where you were talking about um, like hardship and struggle and like this time and so many people are like, oh, I wish Jesus would come back because I can't take it anymore. I was born for war. Like I'm, I'm with Jesus on board. Like I'm excited about this. Like this is like this makes me feel alive. And I've been reflecting. I've been really. I'll, I'll never forget that time after I had that relapse a few years ago. And you told me you told me about the the mantra, but you didn't call it a mantra. Like every time I would get one of those thoughts and I'd let it. You you told me you gave me this tool that was so powerful for me. Well, now I've amped it up by 50. Like, I mean, I'm just feeding my mind, force feeding my mind with so much good because so much pollution has gotten in because of COVID and everything else that like now I, like I'm ready for this. And one of the things that I've come out of realizing, accepting, I've heard the blessing and the breaking and that was powerful for me. But what I've really come to understand is the real beauty of life is hardship. Because so much is is created out of it. One, you get to create stuff. You find solutions. You gain wisdom. You find out how strong you are. You learn what you're made out of. It builds your self-confidence and on and on and on and on. Yes, I love the good times. I can't wait to go pick it for two weeks and with my wife on a honeymoon and do all that stuff. I can't wait. But really, the beauty of life is what comes out of the shit. And well, it's, it's so exciting. And right now we got a whole world full of it that we get to go offer a solution. Well, it's interesting to me, brother, especially in the Christian community. I mean, I'm recently a Christian, just, you know, just baptized a little over a year ago by Pastor Rudy. 
um, you know, and, and I, you know, I always believed in God, uh, but was pissed at the church. And I mean, you know, my story, right. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, it, it, it always fascinates me and has prior to me, you know, calling myself a Christian. Uh, but you know, when I was a child, I would get beat up so bad. I would get locked in my room and the only book I had was the Bible. So I read it cover to cover, you know, 16, 17 times by the time I was of age, because nothing else to read. Right. And it wasn't from a religious standpoint, but I, but I, but those stories stick with you. Right. Yeah. And it gives you a, a, a feeling of, of being bigger than, and the one, you know, the one thing that has translated into my later life is my adopted father went to a, you know, prison for attempted murder of me when I was 17, me and my mom. And, and he was a terrible father figure. He was a great father figure for teaching me how not to be right. And I appreciate every minute of that now. Yeah. Um, at, at this point in my life, because I have five wonderful children, you know, I have, you know, a couple of ex-wives that I never raised my hand to them. Right. We're extraordinarily good friends to this day. And, and, but, but I always, but I look at our, as we look at God and, and us, we as Christians are supposed to be different than the world, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be different. We're, we're, we're supposed to be more loving. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. We're supposed to go to war when it's necessary in God's name. We're supposed to do these things. And, and we, and we call ourselves, this is the catch, the, the, the catch here is we call ourselves children of God. And so if you, if, if you take into account what that means, then we have God's DNA in us. Yes. And that means that when we look at God, we say, what are the characteristics of God? God is still creating to this day. Mm-hmm. It's not like he got to the end of like day three and a half and he's like, I'm going to go kick it on the beach because I haven't created it yet. You know, and uh, I'm done with snakes and, and butterflies like screw it. You know, I'm done. He, he, he did take a day to rest, but he went back to work and he's still in a, you know, in a, in a expanding mode. He's still creating universes pop up, you know, all over the place. It's and this beautiful thing called life here on planet Earth. And we call ourselves children of God. And we are some of the most miserable backstabbing, um, you know, and I say we because it's Christian body, right? That, yeah. that we are some of the most judgmental, judgy, uh, um, turn our, our backs on people who need us, people. And, and we're all tired and we're all, oh, the world is, is, is setting against us. That's the design. It's like we're supposed to be in that fight. That's the design. It's not like God said you get to be a Christian and oh, by the way, your life is going to be super simple from here on out. <laughs> you know, here's the red carpet for you. That's not it. We're supposed to be warriors, right? We're supposed to be. The only reason I got baptized, as you know, was not because of words preached at me from a pulpit. It was from watching the Christian walk of another Christian man with his Christian wife and his Christian daughters and watching what they did and understanding that Christ through us is a different thing from Christ being preached at us or guilt Mm. or, you know, those kinds of things. I'm an, I am imbued with the creator. Like I have, I have God DNA in me. So that means that there's nothing that can stand against me. As long as I travel in his will, you know me very well. And you know that I'm not afraid of anything. I'm afraid nope. of one thing, and that's being out of God's will. It frightens, it, it's terrifying. 
you know, and that's why I'm always constantly, you know, gut checking. Hey, Em, you think, you know, Emily, she's a Christian woman, godly woman. Thank God he put her in my life. You know, but I'm constantly, ba- you know, banging up against those barriers. Is this me, right? Is this for ego or is this for God? And the, the, when it makes the least sense, I know it's for God, <laughs> right? Is it? That's so funny because I, I've been, this is another thought that's come up the last few days. And I've said it before, but really it's sunk in. I mean, I was wild. I was evil. I was messed up. I was always an adrenaline junkie. So, like, I was chasing this dragon that it was never satisfied. If, and, I, and I remember multiple times growing up, I would pick up a Bible and look at it. God, I don't want this life. This sounds so boring. And, ah, oh, church sucks. And I wanted nothing to do with it. If somebody would have said, hey, Josh, I promise you, you will have more wild, insane, out-of-this-world times, and they won't even make sense, but you're going to love every second of it. If somebody would have sold me following Jesus that way, <laughs> right. then I may have jumped in way sooner. Because I got to tell you, some of the stuff that God leads us to do, I'm going, are you sure about that? You, come on. No, nah, come on. But yeah. every time... It offers this wild, beautiful ride that brings us so much joy. It's so insane. And my wife and I just feed off of it. It's five times better than any cocaine or meth high I ever chased. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, being a Christian would be, you know, for everybody would be awesome if it weren't for the repentance part. <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> and, and, and you look at that and you go, what, well, what is repentance? It's letting go of sin. And most of us really, really love our sin. Yeah. Like we, we were like, I'm, I'm not giving up sex. I'm not giving up, you know, this, I'm not giving up booze. I'm not like, these are the things and you re- and you're, and all he's saying is just lay down, lay down those things and you become light and then you're going to get actual adventures, right? You're not going to get your, your high from something that you have to drink or something that you have to do or something outside of you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a power that's inside of you that, that cannot be rivaled. You know, it cannot be rivaled. I mean, the things that we do when we go undercover and we're doing rescues of these girls, I mean, it's to, because I was, re, because I repented and because I laid down those things, I've seen miracles in my life um, before, but it's a constant thing now where I get to see God work and, you know, I, the, all, you know, so many things. And, and again, you know, I, I post, sort of controversial thoughts on social media. I don't go on there and go, oh, guess how many kids I saved? Oh, you know, guess how much money I gave people? I guess how many people I paid their rent? Like, I don't, that's not, that's not my thing because God is going to do that on his own. And God reserved these views for me after I repented, right? Mm. There, I had it 47 or 48 years of my life that I thought I was living a good life. And I thought that I had lots of adventures and was doing the good thing. And the last two have been unbelievable. The things that you get to see being invisible to, to, to the enemy, right? When you're in the middle of gunfire and like, and, and you get to see miracles happen where children have been missing for months or years at a time. And you get led to them from your prayer circle, not because you're wearing a bulletproof vest or a, or a gun on your hip, but through a prayer circle of ladies that are praying around a certain child that we're looking for it. 
you know, on and on and on. The abundance of God is never ending and it's unfathomable to us and our piddly, piddly uh, uh, understanding of what grace is. Mm. God, that's good. Speaking of uh, trafficking organizations. Yeah. What are we going to do about all of these fraudulent organizations? Is there anything that really can be done? It, I struggle with this. You know I struggle with this. Yeah. And and I talk to Emily about this subject probably more than anything that comes up. And, and you know, I'm like, man, we could just do one episode of the Bald Avenger show or, you know, your show or something and just go, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, right? <laughs> and people would be like, oh, psh. Like, oh, that, I thought that was the greatest. And, you know, isn't that person all over the news and la da 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 da. And, and I have to step back and go, that might be about Jason's pride, Ooh. you know? And, and, and so I look at, I go, I look, I think I work with the greatest rescue team that's ever been conceived in the history of mankind. I don't think they get enough attention. I don't think they, they get enough donations. Like, I, and I think that that's where God puts me, right? I mean, that's why I'm with them. That's, my, that's sort of my ability. Um, and I look at other people and I think, all right, well, you know, everybody's got to answer to God. At some point in time, like everybody's got to answer to God. And, I, and there's a couple of things I'm pretty sure of. God is real and I'm not him. You know, (laughs) which are, which that second one was a hard one to swallow for a while. But, but I look at it and I go, okay, all things are used to God's good. And, and if it's about Jason's, you know, pride, then I'm going to do things a lot differently than I would if I was just like, it's up to God. God wants me to do the best that I possibly can do in service of other people while, you know, while being a great reflection and giving the glory to him. Like this is a pretty simplistic way to then rather than making it super confusing to live my life and to go, I could, I know all, I know a lot of dirt about a lot of trafficking uh, organizations and, 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 you know, what they call the receipts or whatever, but it's not, it's not my place, you know, it's not my place. So what do we do to your answer or to your question is I believe that we do what led me to Christ through Pastor Rudy, is we live our lives in a way that reflects God, and the wins in our life, they're from God, and, they're, and God gets the glory, and he'll take care of the rest. I don't, I don't have to worry about it, you know? It's not, my, it's not my stressor. You can only pick so many fights, right? I mean, I'm in a lot of them. <laughs> I know. I mean, I thought I was in a lot. Now my wife's brought some new ones in. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, it's just what you, and you, I guess, pick your battles that are aligned with your purpose. But you're right about this because even with some of the preachers that are getting exposed right now and are about to get exposed, some of those people are the seeds that were planted in me that helped me give my life to the Lord and actually mean it that time. Like, right really, really mean it and, and start the process of the, the daily commitment to the relationship side. Cause that part is everything Yeah, is the relationship. And, and it's just, it's such a mind F to me to go, I listened to this man's word as if it was God himself speaking and his words impacted me. And he's a freaking kid toucher or a human trafficker. 
I can't, I, it's, it's, I can't even wrap my head around it. And it just starts this inward battle. But what you just said kind of set that free because God will use everything. He'll, he'll use everything to his good. And, and, you know, it's that, it's that sense of pride. Like, you know, um, when it comes to preachers and, and the church, I think the church is going through an awakening right now as well. Right. And, and I believe that, that God's in it. I mean, he exposed the Pharisees for who they were. Um, you know, and, and we ended up with Jesus who died for all of our sins. Thank God. And, you know, we end up with all these beautiful things and some of the greatest voices on the planet, some of the greatest words that have ever been written, some of the greatest redemption, some of the greatest service, some of the greatest rescues, um, of millions of people and, and, and the change of millions of hearts towards God have been people like you and like me and, and that, that, we're living sinful lives that have did a lot of damage in our past. And, and, um, you know, there's a story of a guy over, I believe it was in Africa, um, where, you know, he just used to go in and slaughter entire villages, you know, and one of the people, the story goes that one of the people was so happy, right. About ready to get his head chopped off and so happy and praying. And he was like, I hope you find the peace of God and I can't wait to, to, to go. So, I bless you. I forgive you. Chop my head off, you know, and it was it was so it was so impactful for because he's used to people begging for their lives and crying and scared and all this other kind of stuff. He's like, I want what that guy has and mm -hmm. ended up turning his life around mm -hmm. and transformed, you know, uh, um, countries and was able to speak on, on large platforms and talk about the things that he did. And, and so, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in the idea that I, that there's two things I believe. One is I'm put on this earth to become the best me that I can be for the purpose of serving other people. So I'm constantly upgrading my software, up, upgrading my knowledge, upgrading my skill sets in what God blessed these two hands to be able to put to. And the rest, I, I still, you know, I mean, but it's, it's mankind. It's not like, I'm, I'm like, I'm above it all. It, it, I, there's still things when I go, Emily, I just want to punch that dude in the face. Like, you yeah. know? <laughs> and, and there's things where I'm like, I can't believe that these people are getting millions and millions of dollars, not doing anything with it for the kids. And, and, and it, and it, there's that, that fleshly piece that, that is constantly going to be here because I'm not Jesus, because I'm not God. But, um, pastor Rudy, has been a great leader in that area, watching your transformation happen. Um, and, you know, and, and dealing with the idea that pastor Rudy can simultaneously be ready to, um, act in violence. And when that moment is gone, the next moment that he's there is to provide love as that, as that person is going to prison, as that person is bleeding as that person, you know, whatever, that as they're going to, to whatever they're doing to be able to then sit there and pray for them and say that Jesus Christ loves them. And all they have to do is repent from their sins. If you take a trafficker off the street, you know, now, now you've just impacted 1700 or so, um, rescues that you don't have to do abductions that you don't have to do. And I'm, I, I gotta be honest. I'm not there yet. Um, with the traffickers, I, I, I still have a tremendous amount of anger. Uh, but I understand now 
you know, before I was like, that's ridiculous. How can you pray for the Johns? How can you pray for the, the, the traffickers? How can I, I mean, I now at least can comprehend why it's happening because when I'm in that moment and I'm angry, that's still pride. That's, that is about Jason Cisneros. And, and that's the thing that we have to constantly kill in us is that pride that it's our job. It's not our job. It's God's job. And it's our job to, to listen to the word, to be the best example that we possibly can. And a lot of people are running around these days, just miserable and angry. And, you know, they can't wait to tear somebody down online. And because that's the only satisfaction. I look at that. You get people that trash you online. I get people that trash me online. And, and before I would just go right back at him. Now I'm, I feel genuinely sorry that their life is so bad that they have to say something about somebody that they don't know, that they've never broken bread with, that they don't understand, that they don't, they don't get a chance to meet me. And they're so broken and they're so sad that they think that pointing out something bad in someone else is going to somehow salve a broken heart or a broken soul. And it never will, right? It never will. And, and I feel bad for them these days. I just, you know, I mean, <laughs> doesn't mean I don't go back at them every once in a while. Um, you know, cause, uh, right now, uh, you know, especially in the Christian world, the Patriot world, the conservative world, that world is they're 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 gaining popularity because this idea even from democrats they're swinging across like 70 plus percent of the country now and that includes a hell of a lot of democrats think that the election was stolen right and and that's a big number i mean <laughs> your next door neighbor in wisconsin just voted today to decertify the election of 2020 just today, right? So they're wow. finding stuff out. And, and I know the, the, the guys over at uh, Project Veritas, they, I've seen some of the video. They, they have video, cell phones, they have the people, the, the payments that were made to them for ballot stuffing and printing off false ballots and all. It's about to fall down in a big, big way. Everybody was looking to Arizona. Wisconsin was, is gonna be the first state to fall. So we, so you look at all that and, you know, Christians and, and, and conservatives have been able to yell from the sideline because liberals have been so loud. They control Amazon, they control Facebook, they control Twitter, they control uh, all of the, the major media outcome, you know, most of the major corporations. And, and they've been able to be like, they've been like, be able to scream at it and feel justified and feel righteous. And now the world's going, you know what? You guys are right. And they're going, oh shit, I, I, I'm going to be in a leadership position. Oh, oh, oh no, what do I do? Right. And because <laughs> there's a lot of difference from bitching about stuff to actually doing something about it. Right. And so now there's this purity shit going on between, you know, between patriots and conservatives. And they're like, well, if you disagree with me, you're deep state. No, you're deep state. No, you're deep state. It, and it's like, shut the hell up. Like you wanted this opportunity. The world is giving you this opportunity. God is giving you this opportunity to say that shit's dark and it's evil. And we're about to shine a whole hell of a lot of light on it. Stop making it about yourself for crying out loud. Stop it, you know, and lead. 
show that this country was built on a culture of sacrifice, right? We talked about this in your last show that back in the originate, the originating days, the founding fathers, the founding mothers, of this country, you were supposed to go. It was supposed to be a sacrifice for you to go serve in your seat in government. And yeah. then you were supposed to go set no laws against yourself because you were going to end up back in private life, right? That is, is the way that it's supposed to be. You don't have that anymore. For the last 40 or 50 years, we've allowed a cancer to metastasize itself in the governing elite that are now oligarchs. And they, and I did this on my show last night. I was like, they're just running around. Oh, okay. I know a secret about you and you look a certain way, you talk a certain way, and you're going to say the talking points. Bing. I bless you to be a congressman, right? Bing. I bless you to be a senator. And it's just this little bastardized, incestuous little family of people to a point right now where Nancy Pelosi, it used to be, at least they were trying to hide it, but Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, uh, Colonel Frog on the Republican side, these guys are openly trading stocks yeah. on insider information because they're like, nobody can touch us. We're the lawmakers. We all trade like stuff you and I would be put in prison for yesterday they get away with. And so that, that cleansing that is coming, the cleansing that we're seeing is so beautiful to watch. And I think the next 50 years are gonna be some of the, the most beautiful years that, that this world has ever seen. You Man, know, I, I think I, God's I, all I, in it and there's a resurgence of, of belief in God and a higher power, whatever it is that they believe. But you know, I, I just, I see some really great years coming and a couple more years of fighting to get there. I can live with that because that's better than my outlook. Right. <laughs> but I have a more, you know, man merging with machine, robot war, Terminator. You know, that's kind of where my brain is with that. Agenda 2030. Like where my brain goes. But that said, even that excites me. I don't get depressed about it. I get excited because I get to be part of the solution. I am Joshua after all. Um, I... You know, to what you're saying, too, about this exposure, one of the things that I noticed when I was at Freedom Fest, and there are more uh, libertarians there, but I've never seen so many people disagree so much that they rally around freedom. Right. I saw a lot of almost fistfights, but when it came to freedom, they were all best friends, but everything else, they couldn't stand each other. Right. Is it, is freedom what we, I mean, I believe personally, and this is going to be very challenging to do, getting everyone to unite around Christ, because if we all can unite on that, then all of our differences become meaningless. And it just, well, uh, not meaningless. Our differences become celebrated. They become interesting. It becomes intriguing. It becomes, wow, this is really cool that you're different and you smell different and you look different and you talk different, you believe different because they have that one thing, the most important thing to unite on. And I know that's probably an unrealistic goal, at least in the, in the short term. What is something in your belief that we can unite on now to bring people together? Because like you said, we have Democrats coming across the aisle now, so to speak, libertarians, and people are starting to see we've been completely duped over the last two years about all of this. It's all been a freaking lie. Um, and the election was definitely stolen. So in your opinion, what is the one thing that you believe that we could unite or we could use to unite people with right now, especially those that are coming across the aisle. 
So, so I want to, I'm going to answer this in a, a little bit of a circular fashion. There was a, there was a movie called the last, uh, the last castle and it had Robert Redford in it. You remember that movie? I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Watch it. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. And there's a scene in there. The whole movie's fascinating. It's basically a, a general who is taking responsibility for his actions and some death of his men and so on and so forth. And they're like, you could get out of it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I want to pay the price. I want to do it. And they send him to the, to this horror, you know, this military prison called the castle. And in it, you have this guy that's the elite, right? The, the over the, the overlord, like we have in this country now. (laughs) And, and he's so impressed that he's got this general, this four-star general that's coming to his prison he tries to impress him and the guy basically he, he shits on him right as he comes in. He goes, this is he has this collection of things right from war memorabilia. And the general looks at him and goes, I know that you haven't served because men that have actually seen war don't want any memory of it. Right. And so it immediately pissed that guy off. So he was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now he's got a he's got the general and the general just wants to do his time but there's some bad things going on because you have an overlord that has gone crazy with the power that has been given them instead of instead of being a a, um, a nurturer right a, a, somebody that's a caretaker of these prisoners as they go through their time he's now become an authoritarian and so he's trying to prove all these points and whatnot and he and just to prove one of his points the guy's down, the general's down below. He's up in his office and he, he radios down to his men and he says, Hey, take all the basketballs except for one. So they take all the basketballs and what do you think happens? A fight, right? Between the blacks and the Mexicans because they took the, you know, they took the ball away and that was his signal of power and influence by saying, there's 5,000 or 10,000 inmates here and about 20 or 40 uh, guards and they could overtake us at any time. But we control them by keeping them divided. Make sense? That's yeah. exactly what's going on in our country today. And so you, you ask, you know, what's the one thing? The one thing is in the hearts and minds of men. And, and I'm a libertarian and I think that the libertarian party is a bunch of idiots because of because here's the thing a libertarian is is coming together around the concept of freedom well freedom is not a static moment in time freedom is an evolution right and it's something that 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 takes um caretaking and gardening and weeding and and better ideas and and you know all of these types of things to make sure that you keep that centralized government very small and doing their job. Now, a culture shift, if libertarians could understand this one concept, that it's not about them as the human being, right? Ideas are supposed to come in conflict with each other. Why? Because something better comes out of it, right? When you have two ideas that that come together, there's conflict. And if you have yourself in mind, then the conflict dies and no, nothing improves because of an ego. If the conflict comes into in, in if the conflict happens and you have the the greater good in mind, 
then a solution comes out that contains the best of this and the best of this for the best of that, right? And, and that's what's missing in this country is understanding that, that we don't, we, it, we're, not get, we're not here to get ours in our time. We're mm-hmm. here to, to honor the past of what gave us the freedom to breathe, to maintain that, and to sacrifice where we must to main, make sure we hand off that, uh, that, that um, you know, the, the baton to the mm-hmm. next generation. And we live in, a, in one of the most selfish cultures, the most, most selfish generations that's ever hit planet Earth. We may be the first generation that leaves things off, let worse off for our children. Because we can't understand that conflict is supposed to happen. The, 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 that clashing of ideas is supposed to happen for the purpose of creating a better outcome for both sides that I couldn't come to in my ego and you couldn't come to in your ego. But our intellect and our heart for service, for culture, for that future generation means that we're going to compromise on things that, that need to be compromised on and keep the best of our two arguments so that there's a better outcome. It and sounds- if the libertarians could figure that out around a platform that says not just freedom, right? Not just freedom, but culture. Ooh, that's big. It, it sounds like-, like China and Russia have done that with to get around the being removed from SWIFT. Yeah. It, like it sounds like, because those two have their own ideals and their own way of being. But seeing those two leaders, I watched a, a video, of like a little mini documentary on them the other day. It's amazing how they found common ground through very, very extremely different ideologies. Well, yeah, and, and Putin and Russia, you know, they're definitely not just the little brother. They're the stepbrother, the little stepbrother from an unwanted ad- uh, adopted father. That's the relationship. I mean, they're... They don't, they, you know, China is loving the fact that Russia has to come to them. You know, they're loving it, but neither one of them is sustainable. It's not sustainable. I, you know, you look back, remember back in the eighties when Japan was, they were coming up, they were going to take over America and they're, they were influencing our politicians and they were buying our, our Sears building and they were doing all of this stuff. And, and then one little tweak happened and their economy fell down for 10 years of misery, right? Um, China is propped up on, on the biggest paper tiger, the biggest sandy beach with shifting, with shifting seas of any country in the history of mankind. It, Why is that? It, it, it's because two things. The solid rock of a country is its citizenry, Right. And, and, the, and the solid rock of, of the United States up until now, I mean, we're very divided. I think we're coming together. And I think ultimately the American culture takes back over where we're brothers and sisters. We may not disagree or may not agree, but we don't want to kill each other. Um, but in China, you can't have a centralized, authoritarian, tyrannical government that stands not it, it may be able to stand in inside of that country let you know like a north korea or a china over the period of time because people don't they the 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 flame of freedom has kind of gone out in them right and they send people out to like to america to come out here and be like okay learn it because we're going to take it over some point they get here and they see this culture and they're like, I'm not going back. And now they become defectors. And now they, they risk their country coming after them and, 
you know, like Jack Ma, with one of the top, what, 10 richest men on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. They disappeared his ass. Wait, he's right? gone? Well, they, he, they, he's back now, oh. but he's not, he's not as vocal. They went and trained his ass and said, D -d 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 -d. it's not you, it's the Chinese government. Now, in order for that ideology to expand, that means that you have to take that Chinese ideology and, and, and install it, plant a flag, let's say America, for instance, and say, now you're going to live by our ideology, and that will not stand. I mean, I know, look, one of the things you said at the beginning of the show that, that has shocked me, and if I could go back and talk to younger Jason, one of the things that I would say to him is, do not carry around with you the illusion that you have competition in this world. Amen. Because you don't. Because most people are sheep and they're cowards and they'll put on a mask when they're told to and they'll shove experimental drugs into their body when they're told to and when they're told to, to uh, uh, destroy other people and, to, and fire them and all this other kind of stuff, they'll do it. But the underlying, there's too many countries, not just the United States of America, there's too many countries that have tasted of freedom. And remember, it was only 2% or 3% of this country that exited us from the world's power of Great Britain back in the day. And it's going to be that same 2 to 3 It's a much bigger number now. It's more like 10 15% who will die before we'll give it up. We have more guns in this country than we do people. <laughs> and those are the people that are not getting the jab. And they're not, they're not taking the masks. And, you know, and they're not doing those things. They're the armed people. Like if you're going to come in and start a conflict, they picked the wrong group. Yeah. You know, if they were going to come in and take over a country, they should have started with, with liberals <laughs> that don't believe in guns and think it's okay taking away, you know, and this isn't to disparage liberals. I know that people have different ideologies for different reasons. It's they're born in a certain place. They are raised a certain way. They, you know, they look at, at different things, but honestly it, it's the Democrats like my grandfather are turning over in their grave. We need a strong oppositional party to Republicans because the last thing I want to see is it go too far to the Republican side. That's the last thing I want to see. That's a disaster of a different nature. But right now you've swung so far left that you, that you, you end up with this, this um, the Democrats are being pushed out. The real Democrats are being pushed out. And now it's, literally what they used to hate about the republicans it's rich white people on either coast that are manipulating people of color that's what the democrat party is right yeah. and and i and all of the policies you can argue with i'll argue with and you know i have on on all on on uh, all black shows and with my black friends and and all of those types of things i'll argue this day all day long what happened with BLM and what happened with Antifa did more damage to the, 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 um, the, the towns and the, the communities of color than any Republican has ever done in, in the history of Republicans, mm -hmm. right? It destroyed some of these towns and there's more trafficking and there's more poverty and there's more murders and record-breaking murders it's in, these, in these places. Minneapolis is... We, we went downtown, which is like a death wish, but, you know, I love the city. It's heartbreaking how 
people have fled the city because of the carjackings and the murders. Yep. It's it's terrifying and it's a gorgeous city. And liberals did that. Liberals yeah. did that. Not Repu- not Republicans, not oh. libertarians, yeah. not even sane Democrats. No. Oh, Omar. So I mean, I don't want to get into that whole story about her, but you were talking about Project Veritas. I remember when they first exposed Omar, I saw the harvesting go on downtown. Like I saw those people driving around and talking and in all the whispers, like, I mean, people were talking about active fraud going on with Omar as it's happening. So it was no secret that she was going to win, even though she had no business winning. So I have her new opposition, the lady that's running against her. She's coming on the show in a couple of weeks. And I can't wait because she she's also a Muslim woman and she is full of fire. And I can't wait to hear what she has. But she is going right at Omar and the fraud, too. So it's good to see people fighting back. And at least it's not a white dude going against her. It's someone that looks the same, believes the same and so on. That's going to go take her on. And that excites me. You have, you know, you have such a strong black conservative voice in this country. Some of the, some really brilliant people and even libertarians, right? And, and, uh, and again, I call them sane Democrats. You have some brilliant black Muslim, um, gay women, like the, the, all of the above, which is what we need to have, you know, to represent our country. It's so, it's something that's necessary. But you, you know, you have somebody like, like, um, you know, President Biden, you know, what I, he's a fake president in my mind that there's no way that that joker got, got elected. But at the end of the day, he, this, this is a guy that voted against Clarence Thomas, right? Our second, he was our second black Supreme court justice. He voted down the first woman, black woman um, uh, uh, nominee under Bush voted her down, went to a Bush and said, there's no way we're going to allow this to happen. Right. And now all of a sudden he's a progressive because, you know, he's putting forth one of the most radicalized human beings. I don't care that she's a black woman. It doesn't matter to me. Her policies are what matter her beliefs of whether she supports the constitution. She's an anti-constitutional. It's the first anti-constitutional Supreme court justice that's ever been that's she's not even a justice by right but but has been has been um put forth to be a supreme court to sit on the highest judge the highest court of the land under our constitution and she's an anti-constitutionalist i could i don't care if it's a a white guy a, a black guy a muslim an indian a mexican it doesn't really matter to me if you're against the constitution of the united states of america you should not be sitting on the highest Court of the land. It's common sense. Period. Think. So, Put the best person in the seat. Is she? Wait. Okay. Just to clarify, is she like already in? Did she no, get voted in? She's she's being nominated. And again, you know, think about the political theater, right? Yeah, There's yeah, three yeah. things that I'll tell you before it ever happens. Um, Biden is going to because they're about ready to get crushed in the midterms. Yeah. Biden is going to take claim and and responsibility or or. Uh, he's going to take credit for crushing COVID when it was, you know, it was already over, (laughs) you know, it was already on its way out. 
Um, he's going to take credit for that. Number two is there's something fishy going on in this re- Russian Ukraine thing. Very. I don't, I can't put my foot on it or my finger on it. Uh, but as always happens, innocent Ukrainians are dying, right? Innocent people always die when, when there's something weird going on up at the top. Um, I think that somehow, some way, Zelensky is going to be able to pull that out and Biden is going to take credit for him winning the war against Russia. That's, again, another, another place. And, and thirdly, um, they're putting up this lady as uh as a supreme court justice because they know that she shouldn't be on there and they know that the republicans have to vote against her just on the on the idea forget the 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 race and the gender forget all of that a republican and a democrat in my mind if they're if they're genuine has to vote against somebody who's anti-constitutional and they're going to put that up and say see republicans are racist those are the three moves that are being made right now on, you know, on this checkerboard that Biden's playing with. And, um, and, and you, you mark my words, some people like, I mean, you still have a bunch of people on the garbage place called Twitter, you know, um, that are saying, oh, it's, you know, this war in Russia was because of Trump and it, everything's Trump. Everything bad is happening is Trump. And yeah, they don't take into, lazy to yeah, say that. They, they, they don't take into account that, yes, he was spied on. I mean, that right there should put, you know, Biden and Obama and Clinton, all three of them should be in prison for for uh, spying on a not only a candidate, but then president elect. And then after when he became president mm-hmm. and that's now proven, like proven, it's not conspiracy theory. It was proven months ago and it's been reproven and reproven again. Like, what else do we need to prove? It's proven. Yeah. In the Ukraine thing, there's some very interesting uh, Nazi stuff there. There's some human trafficking, organ harvesting, and money laundering activity there. So I'm going to really, especially with, if you know about the Bidens and Burisma and that whole thing with the son and and, uh, not Feinstein. Well, Feinstein, I think Feinstein's son, uh, Epstein's son, all those people on the boards of all of these companies there. Yeah. It's Epstein. so sketchy, man. Yeah, you talking about Epstein? No, well, not well. Epstein. There's a connection there too, but yeah. it's. I'm t- I'm saying that the Biden Ukraine, that little crime mafia, the Clintons in Ukraine. There's a money laundering, human trafficking, and organ harvesting connection with all of them there. Hmm. So, in a lot of shady oil deals, or not, I don't know if it's oil for sure, but energy deals. So, I mean, it's. Here's the thing is it's so fun to watch all this stuff for me because it's like what there's no Sopranos episode that's ever as good as the reality of what's happening right now. As a Tuesday in 2022. There's no- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like- exactly. It's, it, it's so fascinating. But that said, I've noticed like I've tried to step away from it as much as possible because even that's an energy suck and it's taking away from what I get to do. And I'm more excited about what I get to do in life than I am about worrying anything outside of me. And I mean, when I say that, I live my life in service to other people. Like I, this is what I'm here for. But worrying about world affairs and world events that don't necessarily directly affect me. It's not gonna affect when Jesus comes back. It's not gonna affect my purpose. 
So I'm just going to stay in my purpose and what I'm called to do because that's like the sweet spot for me. And you were talking about being aligned with God and doing God's will. Like I love knowing the truth and I love exposing things and all of that, but I can get outside of myself and God's will when I focus too much on that. So I've tried to pull back. I've actually taken social media off my phone completely. And I'm actually grateful I got kicked off of Facebook for a while because really the messaging that I deliver anyway is about build your own network, build all of that. So it's allowing me to stay true to my word and not kind of, I just got, you know, Facebook and Twitter became this safe place and it's comfortable, but even that's a distraction and a waste of freaking time. So like, I'm excited for what we get to do and I want to offer a solution more than I want to stare at the problems because I can't control what's happening with those knuckleheads until I get put into office. Yeah. <laughs> Cause eventually I think that that's where I'm going to go. Have you ever thought about running for office? I got asked to just recently. And, um, you know, as I've always said, my closets have closets. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, see, I, I told, I told Emily, I, I go, I'm going to, I go, I'm going to run. It's against a very specific person who everybody would know the name of, but I told her, I go, I'm going to run just to lose. And she goes, no, you would get in there and actually win <laughs> and so, trying to lose. So. But what if, what if that's what we were supposed to do? You know, God yeah. will make it crystal clear to me. You know, I yeah, mean, I, right there, there's one thing like, you know, Emily and I, whenever we get promptings to go, like we went to January 6th, right? You know, yeah. and it was, we were celebrating New Year's and we were down in Miami and partying with Sean and Chelsea and, you know, having a great time and Joe and, and Ashley and having a great time. And I just got this, this like gut feel that I needed to go to, to, to Washington DC for January 6th. And she goes like, what, what, you know, okay. And I said, okay, you know, let's, if there's a room in DC and there's a plane ticket for us to get there, we're supposed to go. And so sure enough, last room in the hotel, couple of the last seats on the airplane going in and, you know, thank God I was there. Thank God we were both there. It was, it was an amazing thing to see the, the beginning of the end for the lying media coordinating with the lying Democrats, um, you know, mm -hmm. because that that how they portrayed it, how it's still being portrayed today is a complete lie. We know we were there. Well, I watched your feed. I know for sure it was a lie. And then yeah. don't don't. And the, the other parts of the footage that they erased, but the footage that was even out there to be seen proved that all this stuff that the media has been showing is just a, a lie. Yep. And by the way, are we going to get the truth out like nationally about that what so really what happened I, here's the sequence of events that i think are going to happen i think it's a great way for us to wrap up the show is the sequence of events are going to be midterms right we're going to see whatever's happening with this war which i believe at some uh, at some level i believe that Zelensky is going to come out on top um you know and unless russia really does want ukraine and you know and and uh, but I believe that somehow he's going to come out on top. I don't think that that Russia is going to actually take him over. I think that Ukraine will become part of NATO, which is, I think, the play for this whole thing anyway. Um, and uh, so I think that that's kind of how that's going to come to 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 play. Um, there's a convoy on its way to D.C., a trucker convoy that's five times the size of the one in Canada. And you don't hear about it or see it anywhere. I'm going to be up with them in Indianapolis 
uh, possibly day after tomorrow. And then in DC, you know, when they get there, uh, so that that's going to prompt the end of national. I think that now you're going to see the, the mass mandates come off for airplanes. I think that that's playing into the idea that Biden crushed COVID and they're going to put forth a whole bunch of attacks, but you have two things that are going on. One, the decertification going on in your neighboring state there. And you have poll watchers who have trained themselves to watch polls and know the rules. And there's not going to be this COVID thing hanging over anybody unless they unleash some other airborne thing that, that, that solidifies forever mail-in voting. Now, then you'll know that there's going to be a civil war. That's, that's when I know there's going to be a civil war. If, if they try to screw the voting again, there'll be a civil war. That's, that's my prediction now. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think you've got enough poll watchers. I think you're going to see not only Democrats wiped out of Congress and the Senate, you're going to see rhinos and Republicans wiped out, and you're going to see a whole new fresh class of America first. This two years, and then especially when Trump comes back into office in 2024, um, and, and I think there's going to be a new dawn for America. That's what I think is going to happen. I hope you're right. I mean, I genuinely do. I'm, I'm prepared for the worst mentally, um, but I'm also an optimist and I love, I, we, I thrive in chaos. So um, my spiritual armor is on and I'm ready for whatever, whatever comes. But I know one thing, it sure makes me feel better knowing that there's people like you and Emily out there fighting the fight in your own unique ways and also just spreading, not only spreading the gospel, but just spreading the other messages that you do and then also the dirty work that you do. Um, it's inspired, dirty work for good, by the way. <laughs> not, not dirty work in the bad way. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it, it makes me feel better and it inspires me, which, you know, and, and I know that you're inspiring others. And I, and I know that more people will continue to wake up and to rise up and to start to speak out and start to take action. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see all that. And, and look, I know what the Bible says the end looks like, and that is always left up for interpretation. But I do know in this, I take great comfort for the end of all of this, whenever that is. And so I'm going to enjoy every single moment and every single breath of my, of my days until that happens. Well, God wins, of right? The world, please. Yeah, God wins. I mean, the yeah. book the book is pretty specific. <laughs> you know, it God is. wins. And and I, you know, Emily doesn't know, like it when I say this, but I mean, I've done pretty well, you know, when I since I went from lawlessness to being lawful, a lawful, you know, uh, citizen and, you know, con contributing to the world uh, the way that I do. But I'm telling you that if the world goes lawless, I know very well how to exist in that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, uh, it's going to go the way God wants it to. And, and, uh, I have no fear. Emily has no fear. Um, you know, she, he put me with a fearless woman with mm. a heart for Christ and, um, you know, the, probably the only woman that could put up with me and, uh, and I'm blessed every single day. Friendships like yours, um, a woman like him or a woman like her and, and, you know, and past people like pastor Rudy, you know, it's been a blessing and all we can do is lead by example, um, so that it shows a stark contrast 
to people that would take advantage in times like this so that people know, look, it's, it's better to die with some integrity than it is to live with a life of, 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 um, sin and a life of surrender and a life of servitude. So God bless you and God bless your audience. Thank you for doing your show. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you, lovely lady. We, we love you both very, very much. And uh, appreciate how you show up in the world, brother. I love you too, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you got it. Bye-bye. Jason Cisneros, everybody. I had no idea that we were going to have church breakout. And I mean church as in church redefined. This is, this to me, I when I imagine the church that we are building, um, it, it looks nothing like, the church that you're used to going to, um, the conversation. And, um, and, and, and look, you can have church anywhere. We just had it on this broadcast. And yeah, of course, it wasn't traditional. We didn't sing hymns. We didn't do any of that. But I believe the Lord was glorified. And, you know, for me personally, um, Jason's my, Jason was my hero. Like, um, and I've never really talked about it publicly, but like I knew that if if he ever gave his life to the Lord, that the world would change. And as simple as that, because um, he was my hero before he gave the life. And he, he spoke more wisdom and life into me than any man ever had. And so now that he's given his life to the Lord, it's like it's just I, mean, I used to pray for it every day because I just knew what would happen. And um, to see just to hear this, to hear his love come out of him was, is just moving to me. Um, and those of you who don't know Jason, get to know him, check out his, his podcast TV show, uh, the, the bald Avenger. It's awesome. He has amazing guests. He's one of the best hosts I've ever seen. Why he's not on Fox news, uh, blows my mind. Cause he's, it, it, it again, check him out. If you don't know him, check him out. Um, and check out all of our other episodes too. Cause you can see the progress, not just in my life, his life too. So it's inspiring. Um, and again, I, I'm just super grateful for him coming on today and spending so much time with us. Um, he does amazing work. So another thing too, I forgot the name of pastor Rudy's organization, CERT ministries. Look, I don't, you know, there's a lot of fraudulent organizations out there as a whole. Um, but CERT ministries and he's right, they don't get enough attention. Uh, so I would I would love for you to go. I don't think it's certministries.org. I think it's certministries.com. Uh, check out their website and, and see what they do. And obviously, they're not going to show you all the details. But if there's any organization that I could tell you to please sow into, it's them. It is a it is the it's to me, it's like the it's a real it is a real ministry, but they are doing God's work by going and saving the lives of innocent, innocent kids and uh, women primarily, I think. But I know that they probably help boys, too. And uh, they're doing God's work and they're God's warriors and they need all of the support you can give. So please check them out. Just Google it. CERT Ministries, S-E-R-T Ministries or Google Pastor Rudy Gonzalez. Uh, they are doing God's work and they need your support. All right, folks, thank you so much for this. Um, I, I, I hope you enjoyed it. This was such a stimulating, awesome conversation. Could have gone on for hours, uh, but thankful for the time that we had. So God bless you all. Have an amazing day and uh, we will see you soon.
Wait, I want to do this. <laughs> that. <laughs>